Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm Zoe Fawcett, your host this week, and I'm joined, as always, by Russell Myers. Now, we've got a lot to talk about this week because we've had the state opening of Parliament, which Prince Charles stepped in and carried out for the first time. We also had a really emotional engagement from the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and we now know that the Sussexes are going to be coming over for the Jubilee. So, lots to get through. So, hi, Russell. How are you? I'm very well. I'm in not so sunny Manchester, but it hasn't dampened my spirits. Oh, Good to see you. <laughs> what a smooth <laughs> line! As I say, normally we're used to speaking to you in hotel rooms. I'm not. So, I love Manchester. Don't get me wrong, but it's normally a little bit warmer in recent places. Yes, it's, it's, it's not the glamour tie. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, when you when you could have been in Dubai, I suppose the last time we spoke in hotel. But um, I was here for a very important occasion yesterday, which we'll come on to later. And I uh, and I got to see some buddies last night because I used to I used to go to university in this part of the world over oh, in Liverpool. Nice. So it was nice to see, it's always nice to be back up in the northwest for sure. Oh, very nice. So how's your head this morning? I didn't. I wasn't boozing actually because oh. I've got a lot of work on at the moment. I'm being very sensitive. What has happened to you? <laughs> I know it's a, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. <laughs> this is, I think, the sign of how you know busy the jubilee year's been. If you've met yeah. up with your uni pal and haven't been tempted by a few beers, <laughs> I know. I know it's bizarre, isn't it? Absolutely bizarre. But obviously, this has been a huge week so far with the starting off with the state opening of Parliament, which we heard right at the last minute that the Queen wasn't going to be attending. And she asked Charles to step in and read the Queen's speech in her place, didn't she? Yes. I mean, right at the 11th hour. I mean, I don't think the the, the palace were going to announce this until the Tuesday morning. Um, but it was uh, there was a, a newspaper report in uh, on the Monday night. So all the news came out and then the palace was sort of forced into um, revealing that the Queen was not feeling up to it and had taken doctor's advice. Now, we're uh, we're used to this at the moment aren't we because the queen has been pulling out of several high profile events due to what the palace describe as episodic mobility issues and i suppose it's it's exactly what it is she she has i mean, I, I, I keep using this phrase because it what it is it is what i keep being told is that she has good days and less good days and yeah, some days she's absolutely fine she can um yeah, be be walking completely unaided and uh can be walking the dogs or, or, or just around the sort of windsor castle vicinity and others she is um she is really really struggling so i suppose it does uh, it does open up questions about whether she will be able to attend the platinum jubilee celebrations i mean i think it definitely is in the balance because um just because of the the, the repetition of events of that the queen despite the palace saying that we shouldn't expect her at these big events of course i mean charles even said himself at the state opening address yesterday that the queen is looking forward to making her um she's looking forward to making some of the platinum platinum jubilee celebrations so will she won't she i mean again it will probably just depend how she feels on the day but um the state opening parliament lots of pomp and circumstance once again 
I love the images, actually. I thought Prince Charles looked rather solemn. I mean, he's not, um, he's no stranger to the to this event. He has been several times in the past, uh, certainly in recent years. Um, I mean, we were going through the archives, actually, and it was uh, back in 1950 when he probably got his first taste of it as a two-year-old boy watching, I've seen this incredible footage, watching Prince, oh, sorry, King George V's carriage leave Buckingham Palace, go to the House of Lords, and he's seen waving oh, out, uh, so outside cute. the palace. It's incredible footage. So certainly used to it. First time he's ever delivered the speech. Uh, the words weren't changed, so it was still Her Majesty's government. But uh, uh, certainly I think it is, um, you know, history. We, we're witnessing history develop before our very eyes because it's, um, it's, it's certainly a window into the world of when he will be king. I'm sure he'll want to do things his own way, but um, those images that you saw him sitting on the consort's throne, the monarch's throne had been removed from where it would normally be. There, there was just the imperial crown sitting there. Um, lots of commentary about how ludicrous it is having the crown being brought in its own car. It is one I of mean, those things, yeah. It's not friendly is it? It is, I think Charles would, well, he'd probably wear the crown to be honest, but I can imagine he'd probably do away with something like that. It does seem a bit ludicrous. You could, you certainly could have it on a horse-drawn carriage. Or maybe it's security issues. I suppose it's worth a few bob. I was going to so. say, I think, yeah, I reckon, because it's not just a normal car, is it? They've not put it in the back of an Uber. It's a full-on, that's got to be... It's like one of the big old state Bentleys. Exactly. Yeah, it's um... it's got to be a security reason. But I think, yeah, it is. It's one of those events that feels, it's the real historic side of it, isn't it? It's the real traditional. And you see, it's where mm. you see the kind of points of the monarchy, which... You do love because it's the tradition, it's the pomp and all that, but you do. I did sit there going, this, this is a, bits of this are quite full on, aren't they? Well, the, the, the thing is, and, and it, for our um, international cousins who don't really know what the, the state opening of parliament is, I'm sure it happened, there are many occasions in, in different countries like it. However, it is the monarch delivering the, um, the, the bills of, of the government. So, for instance, there were 38 different bills delivered by this government, everything from new laws to punish eco-protesters, uh, better regulating landlords, helping people pay soaring energy bills, which is a, an issue that many, many people are feeling. Certainly criticised for not doing enough for the cost of living crisis, which is going on at the moment. But it is the monarch's, the sovereign's duty to deliver that um, that speech to say what the government of the day is going to deliver in the next year. So um, Charles was, I mean, the words were, were, were tweaked, I suppose, talking about Her Majesty's government rather than, oh, I believe the words are something like my government or... Um, uh, but I, I I do think that this is this is certainly that we, we are seeing seeing a changing of the guard because not only was Charles there but William was also there yeah. as well. It's the first time he's attended, and that is really really poignant because not only we we obviously know he's a trusted lieutenant of the Queen over the last couple of years. He's certainly had an awful lot more to do with the business of running the firm, and he's very in line with Charles over a lot of things. You look at the way that the Sussex's saga was handled. He was in the room when the Sandringham Summit was taking place. Certainly, uh, he's had uh, a big hand in the way that the Prince Andrew situation was dealt with. Um, and now you're seeing him, rather than these sort of private conversations in, uh, in, in quarters, whether it be Sandringham or Windsor Castle with the Queen, you are seeing him very much front and centre. Um, 
at something which is widely considered well it is it is it is the the monarch's duty and he's and he's there because as a future king it's not only shaping the future of charles it's 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 shaping him and his family's future as well so very very poignant that he is actually involved and i i, I can't remember the exact quote but it was charles has always said he's sort of the filling in in between the sandwich of the queen and william because he he's of, he obviously is um completely in tune with the fact that his his reign is not going to be very long i would assume i mean let, let's say he even took it in the next couple of years and lived to, to the age of his, his mother. He might, he might do 20 years, whereas his mother's just done 17. Yeah. Um, and what you would imagine William's reign would be anywhere from, you know, beyond 20 to 40. So it's, um, I suppose he has to be realistic. I, th- I think it will, it's it is shaped his viewpoints uh, a lot, taking on these extra roles. Um, that's probably your seeing a changing of the guard happening with William doing a lot of stuff with the environment. Charles has, has, has led the way in that sort of field, but maybe he will feel that he can't be as political or controversial when he finally becomes the king. And uh, and then leaving it up to William sort of is uh, is that perfect perfect transition, if you will. Now, so Charles was the first heir to read the speech in 202 years, and it's the third mm. time in the Queen's 70-year reign that she's missed it going to test you now what were the other two times oh yes the other two times and i don't even need to look at my notes because i've been reading so much <laughs> 1959 and 1963 was when she was pregnant with uh andrew and edward yes well did I... oh what a and, I, 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 well, I, I, and so the prince of wales last read the speech was it 1811 you've exhausted my notes there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, yes. I, I, I'll, I'll have to check my notes. I, yeah, I th- it, it, oh, yeah, I am right. I am right. No, okay, here we go. In, a, in another moment, I'm reading it from my own copy. In another <laughs> moment of incredible significance, the history books suggest, now this is from a government um, Hansard paper apparently, suggests that the only time a Prince of Wales has previously read the monarch's speech was in the Regency of 90 of sorry 1811 to 1820 when the future king george the fourth read the prince regent speech now that's quite interesting because a lot of people are saying are we witnessing the beginnings of a regency and what regency means is that the queen would hand over power she would still remain the monarch but she would hand over all power to prince charles and he would become prince regent the regency means that he is the de facto monarch, I suppose. So he would. Does that um, mean he'd be basically king in every way, bar title? Well, I suppose. Yeah, and and this is the issue. I mean, is is he at the moment? Possibly. I mean, the, the queen is still. What the the, the differences you would see is that the queen is still ho- holding weekly engage, um, audiences with the prime minister. She is still welcoming, be it on Zoom or otherwise, dignitaries, heads of state to Windsor Castle. Um, and over video calls, she is still very much in charge. I mean, it's worth reflecting because it, the people I speak to regularly say, totally dismiss that notion and say that the Queen is absolutely still pin sharp of mind. She's 96. She's obviously got these mobility issues that are ongoing. So the, 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 isu- the issue is that she doesn't um, she doesn't want to give it up. And she, and she said herself, I mean, in her Platinum Jubilee, speech she said in that when charles takes over 
in the fullness of time, i.e. when I'm no longer here and I'm still here. So things won't change. And I suppose she takes that vow that she made uh, her coronation very, very seriously. And why wouldn't she? That it's a, it's a job for life, essentially. So um, I, don't, I don't think we'll see a regency. I, I would imagine that might that could happen in, in the future. Um, if if she became not sound of mind, but that is definitely not the case. She's still very, very much pinned sharp. So, um, so yeah, but I, I think we, we, we are seeing a changing of the guard. I think it's fair to say that, that Charles is taking on an awful lot more responsibility. William will have to step up as well. And lots of people said, because obviously this is, in terms of the importance of the event she does, this is probably, well, potentially one of the most important she does in terms of the constitution and that side of things. But also, where it happens in Parliament, it's not, it's it's a full-on event, isn't it? Because it's not just, you know, there are steps you have to go up. It's a long walk. It's not, you know, when she's managed to do things at Westminster or she's done things at St George's Chapel, she's, man- you know, they've kind of brought her in a side way and she's not had to do stairs and, you know, she's been able to have someone escort her in. However, obviously, this is a really old historic building that isn't, set for royal life is it so is there perhaps a more of a practical element to it that they couldn't do you know for the jubilee they're saying they want doing everything they can to make her comfortable and to help her you know make sure she can be there but i guess maybe there might not be as many options for that certainly in recent years she's not worn the crown or the robes because they're they're far too heavy um and again we've spoken previously before about this military operation that's currently being planned for uh, for the epsom derby to try and reduce the amount of steps that she's got to make from the car to the entrance taking the lift up certain sort of seat that she's sitting however i think it's very much the case that you know on certain days she can't move very much so you definitely can't get in a car to drive to Surrey or to London. I mean, it's 26 miles. No matter if you're in a, you know, police-driven motorcade, it's still it's still probably a, a sizable chunk of time that you're going to have to be in a car, and it's just it's just not practical. So nobody can call it at the moment. Um, again, I don't think the Queen can call it. She's, she's still very very much wanting to be wanting to be there, um, as Charles said himself. But we just have to wait and see, unfortunately. Now, before we move on, I've got some facts about the Imperial State Crown because obviously it had the starring role yesterday next to Charles sitting on its seat. So obviously it was brought in on that velvet cushion, which was lovely. Now, only three people are actually allowed to touch it. That's the monarch, the Archbishop Archbishop of Canterbury during the coronation and the crown jeweller. Um, it's only clean once a year. I thought they'd, you know, get it out and make sure it was all shiny for its big outing for you know, for yesterday's event, but no, it's done once in January and the crown jeweler has that job, which must be absolutely terrifying. Imagine the pressure of doing that. The crown jeweler, absolutely. Crown jeweler. And apparently in her book, so Angela Kelly actually wrote in her book, The Other Side of the Coin, that that he cleaned quite a lot of the jewels with a little gin and some water um, to give diamonds an extra sparkle. Um, But she said, don't tell the jeweler, because I imagine that's, that's probably not the most technical advice of how to do it imagine accidentally Sorry, ruining them water gin water. and water gin and water there yeah you, you could yeah you can clean like yeah you can clean diamonds with... well i'll be clearing cleaning my diamonds yeah i was gonna say next time on, yeah. you do yeah. next time you do a big <laughs> wash with them and yeah. when after the ceremony it was returned to uh, the tower of london where it's protected by 100 security cameras two guard details 22 guards 38 ex-military uh, Yemen wardens and bomb crew 
bomb-proof glass. So right. that might be why they don't just stick it on a horse and carriage. Yes, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably best. Now, obviously, after the event yesterday, William had a bit of a, a quick journey to make, didn't he? So he headed up to see, well, not well, I'm sure to see you was top of his list, but also... Well, yeah. <laughs> to, I imagine he wasn't taking the uh, the north the northwest rail train like me, which took a couple of hours, but he was hot-footing it from the state opening up to Manchester and uh, a very important, a very emotional event, actually, because um, that is why I am here in Manchester. I was here <clears throat> yesterday. It was the unfic- uh, official unveiling of the Glade of Light Memorial at, uh, in the shadow of Manchester Cathedral. And the, uh, the memorial, this halo-shaped monument, has been dedicated to the 22 people who were brutally murdered on the 22nd of May 2017 uh, by a suicide bomber who walked into the Manchester arena and detonated a rucksack bomb, uh, killing men, women, children as young as eight years old, several teenagers involved who were just leaving an Ariana Grande concert at Manchester Arena. Absolutely horrific event that has really scarred this city. But, you you know, you speak to people... Um, as I did yesterday, and and I spent a lot of time up here when when the attack happened, um, the 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 community really really pulled together, and you really got a sense of that yesterday. And it was very poignant. I mean, for several reasons. That not only did William made a very emotional speech actually, um, and he and he looked nearly overcome with emotion himself at several stages. He was talking about how it was very important for him and Catherine to 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 be there alongside the victims' families. Um, he spoke not only saying that they, they stood stood with them in their awful journey to try and piece together their lives after this horrific event, but also spoke about his own grief and said that um, as someone who lives with grief, it's always better to speak about the people, to celebrate the fact that they've lived, to celebrate the fact that they did have a life and that they meant something and they you had memories about them. And... I think we've seen a little bit more of this in recent years with 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 William. He he does recognise that it isn't something to shy away from, and his own personal lived experience. And by talking about that, because everybody identifies him losing his mother at such a young age, the the grief he he, he went through, those images that are etched in the public consciousness. Um, I mean, for anyone who's even have, ever had a passing interest in the royal family of him walking behind his mother's coffin, really is something that he can use to his advantage by having that sort of common touch with people. And again, speaking to some of the families and and, and people who are involved in the Glade of Light Memorial, um, they were really appreciative of not only him and Kate coming, but the fact that he spoke so very, very personally. And um I must admit there was there wasn't a dry eye in the house, myself included, when um, the Manchester Survivors Choir singing with a, a choir from a local Parswood school singing "Halo" by Beyonce, and it was um, you could tell that the Royals were barely holding it together. To be honest, it was uh, it was very very emotional. It was a yeah, I said it was such a moving event, and as you said, hearing him speak obviously I wasn't there, but hearing him speak so personally, and I think it must have meant so much more because you must get you know when royals come to these events the families there who are going through unimaginable pain and grief but to actually have that thing of i know you know i I know that feeling must you know make it so much more powerful to them and what i really liked as well is kate wore the bee 
earrings as well, didn't she? And obviously being yes. kind of the, the symbol of the city of Manchester. And after those horrifying attacks, it was it was everywhere. It was on, you know, sign. It was real, really used as a kind of symbol of, you know, support and love for the city. And Kate, will those be uh, earrings, which I thought was really lovely as well? Yeah, I mean, it's, I didn't realise that it's been the symbol of Manchester for so long, 150 years. No, yeah, really I didn't know. Public consciousness came into the public consciousness last when the when the attack happened, and certainly there was a lot of uh, you saw a lot of the imagery around the city and uh, around the country really of people showing solidarity with Manchester and 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 displaying that B symbol and and for Kate to to use that subtlety, I thought was was um was a nice touch actually and. I mean, just, you know, when you're seeing seeing the families there that were gathered yesterday, I mean, it's incredible memorial. It's shaped, into, it's shaped in a sort of halo style, and there's lots of mementos that have been put in capsules of um, of the families who have been affected and then embedded into the concrete of the, of the memorial. Um, and it's beautiful. It has been um, planted with all different flowers that flower throughout the seasons. And um, and if you ever get a chance to be in Manchester, the, I mean, Cathedral is gorgeous as well. They spent a bit of time with the families privately yesterday, and uh, and uh, I, I can I can personally say that um, very much appreciated by the by the people of Manchester who were there yesterday. And Kate and William have had a busy week, haven't they? They've had some other bits going on, and they're actually in Glasgow today. They are. There's a lot going on this week because um, not only have they been doing a little. Uh, to, to, up to Manchester, they're in Glasgow today, um, Edinburgh on Thursday. Uh, all about, sort of, as they put it themselves, focusing on the vital work of charities and organisations that are developing empathy in young children, helping vulnerable families into permanent homes, and much more. And that much more is all talking about mental health awareness week. There's lots on homelessness in those communities. Um, they are looking at uh, the impact that mental health is having on people from from all walks of life in uh, in Scotland and also we have the mental health minute on Friday which is something that they've been involved in beforehand but with other people but this year they are doing it on their own so that will be on their social media channels on Friday so uh so yeah lots to look forward to there is um it's been a busy week for the uh for, for the Cambridges because and I know you're a big big fan of BAFTA <laughs> And the Earthshot Prize. What happened this week? Well, you you actually pointed out something on this. It's now just before we started recording. That's I'm not sure how I feel about it now. But um, the obviously we had the Baftas this week, which were huge, and the Earthshot Prize won the one of the categories. Uh, and he William tweeted, "I'm so proud of the whole team behind the Earthshot Prize London 2021 for taking home a Bafta tonight. It was a joy to work with you all, and this." This accolade sets the bar high for inspirational, sustainable live events right around the world. Can't wait for USA 2022, which was really lovely. So, yeah, the whole team behind that event were nominated for an award and took it home, which was lovely to see. And it was great to see that amazing event that obviously William spoke at, Catherine spoke at, so many other inspirational people, Emma Watson, loads of other voices came together. And that was one you know, people, they purposely didn't ask people to fly in. They went all around the world from it and people did pre-recorded messages. Everyone was asked to wear an outfit that thought about the environment. So everyone was wearing either recycled or I think Emma Watson wore that dress that was made from loads of wedding dresses, didn't she? So a really different event and it was nice to see it kind of given some recognition, really. 
Yeah, I mean, fair enough to them. Uh, th- what I said at the beginning, so was being rather facetious. I said because, <laughs> because uh, Pr- Prince William is president of BAFTA, he's given himself an award, which is probably a bit unfair, to be honest. It's very but unfair. They won, they won it for best live performance, best live show. Best I mean, live event, the Coldplay, yeah. The, the Coldplay performance, which was powered by all those cyclists going 10 to the dozen outside the Alexandra Palace in North London. Um awful lot of thought into the stage staging and to the actual event and uh, and uh, and listen it was an un- undoubtedly uh, fantastic occasion on to the USA later on this year i think it's going to be in the awesome sometime isn't it so lots to look forward to and obviously does uh, beg the question that if certainly william is going to be in the states well will there be like a mini tour will there be uh, any meeting up with his brother I suppose one of those is more likely than the other. You can probably guess which one. <laughs> now, one thing you actually said I was a bit mean for before we started recording this. I'm giving away all sorts of secrets now that I need to stop doing. But the video of Prince Harry that came out, which I called a bit cringe because I didn't... It, I wasn't a big fan of it. So this was the video that Prince Harry put out uh, of him. Well, it was a little sketch of him going for a run, wasn't it? And getting told off for apparently littering. But you've, you've said you've had some good feedback to it. Well, I, I mean, I must admit, I watched the video a few times. I still probably didn't really understand what it was about. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get the concept. I didn't think it was funny. Um, but I didn't think Harry's acting was too bad. I was probably a bit harsh on him during the week because I was like, oh, it's a bit cringy, isn't it? But other people were saying that it was it was all right. I mean, listen, I don't think he's going to be winning any Oscars anytime soon. Um, and, and Meghan's position as the actor of the family is probably probably safe for now. But a laudable project, nevertheless, because Travelist is a good idea. Talking about sustainable travel, they've they've got this pilot project that's running in New Zealand at the moment. How you can get sort of points or green credentials to make your holidaying or your traveling more sustainable. So whether that's not taking certain flights or offsetting your carbon or staying at places that reuse their water processing or whatever, um, it is a good idea. And I think we are moving into sort of a more environmentally conscious age. We're certainly, we're certainly there in a lot of uh, society now. So, so yeah, it is, a, it is a good, it is a good project. I just didn't really understand the concept of the video and there i mean it's still not been settled as to whether these two Oz, uh, sorry kiwi i must apologize these two kiwi actors who were in the video um were flown in, well they must have been flown in because it was in california so whether they live there they must have flown in for it so it's not very environmentally sound when you're you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're trying to promote sustainability <laughs> And you've flown people halfway around the world to do a five-minute video. Anyway, let's let's give. You can't let, knock him for everything. Yeah, you can't knock him for everything. It it is a good idea, and um, and it's a it's a laudable project. So we'll we'll give him that. And he got lots of praise for wearing his girl dad T-shirt, which was a nice little. A I know. Nice little I, can you t- can you explain to me what a girl dad is? People saying I should get one, but I I don't know. I know that Harry's worn it. I'm a bit like oh. Well, <laughs> what, what, sorry, what, what's the? Is it? A, it's a label, is it? It's just a fashion. I think it's, it's just. Statement. I think it's just a statement. Yeah, I think. Well, unless well, I've missed something. If they're listening, I'll have one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just being proud that you've got a very gorgeous little girl. Um, yes. Now, speaking of the Sussexes, we're going to be seeing them in the UK for the Jubilee. Well, we are. I mean, certainly there was a, a lot of 
I can't remember. But did, we, did we discuss this last week? I no, feel we've discussed it for about the last month. We've said, are they, aren't they coming? So I'm very glad to finally have an answer. But yes, so they put out on Friday, so just after we recorded last week, that they will be coming over and joining. Well, again, so let's just backtrack a little bit because the Queen had put out, or the Buckingham Palace had put out that the Queen had made a, uh, a decision to only allow working members of the family onto the balcony. And obviously that counts out the Sussexes and disgraced Prince Andrew. Um some, some people saying that, excuse me, they're a, bit, a little bit harsh on the Sussexes being lumped in with Prince Andrew, but it's, I suppose it's just one of those things. They, they decided to walk away, didn't they? There will be plenty of other opportunities to be standing alongside the family. I always thought that they would come back, of course, you know, not to blow one's own trumpet, but I did have the exclusive <laughs> few weeks ago saying that they, certainly Harry was preparing to come over. So lovely that they're bringing the kids. I definitely thought they would because... You know, one may argue, not saying I am, but one may argue that um, that to stay relevant, that they've got to be seen, regardless whether they've walked away from the royal family, they've got to be seen to be still a bit royal, right? They they've got it, it's good currency for them. They're still using the titles to to great effect. I mean, um, so I, I, yeah, I suppose we will see them. But the fact that they put the statement out 18 minutes after the BP one—that was very that yeah. Very, <laughs> well, they're very very keen to to be noticed. I I I feel. I mean, let's look at what's going on at the moment. Um, Megan has been dropped from her Netflix debut. They still haven't produced any content for Netflix or Spotify of note. Um, Megan's podcast isn't really off the ground yet, or hasn't been published. So. What's the next? It's a platinum jubilee. These images are going to be seen by millions, if not billions of people. I mean, the pageant is going to be, they reckon, a television audience of a billion people. So will we see them on the balcony or in with the other royals at the pageant on the Sunday? Oh, you could put them on a bus. Be, yes. You could have them on a bus. Yes, you could put them on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely think we'll see them at some stage. Uh, I think it would be absolutely extraordinary if we didn't. And they will want to be seen, right? So that they will, they will. It is, it is a massive, massive once in a lifetime event. It serves their purpose in uh, to, to to promoting their brand. Brand Sussex is still a thing, regardless of whether Sussex Royal has been taken off. So, um, so yeah, we're going to see them, and with the, and the fanfare that comes with them. I'm very excited. I know that lots of people have thoughts and opinions on whether or not they should be part of the Jubilee, but I'm really glad of it because even though they won't be there for that Trooping of the Colour moment, which we will come back to in a minute because I want to chat about that a bit more, but it's lovely that they're part of it. I think it will mean a lot for the Queen as well. And just to see them all, hopefully there will be a moment that we see them all together. Um, and just and obviously that means as well that the kid because they're bringing the kids they're bringing Archie and Lilibet so they'll definitely get to meet the Queen they'll get to meet all the relatives they've not had a chance to to kind of bond with yet so that will be really nice and yeah I, I just think if they weren't there it would feel like in my mind there was a part of it missing and it would feel like there was still a bit of a a bit of a rift a bit of a fallout there and that would have been the talking point of it and I know lots of people are critical of saying, well, they're just going to steal the thunder now and everyone's going to be looking at them. But I guess that's the way of doing it. If they're not on the, if they're not kind of part of the main event, which is Trooping the Colour or one of the main events, then everyone won't be looking at them, but we'll still get to see that side of it too. So I'm hoping this is the best of both Listen, worlds. Again, they're, they're part of the family and you've got to take the Queen at her word, of course, because she said they, they remain much loved members of the family. So 
she she will she will want them there regardless of whether the rest of the family aren't talking to them and i'm sure that there's a um, you know people are a bit peeved about harry's latest uh, american television interview where speaking a load of nonsense about being there to protect the queen and making sure she got the right people around her but, ah, the invictus one yes i mean the, the, the queen will want them so and and it's the, they are still part of the family so um the rest of them will just have to suck it up i mean it, I, I, again you draw parallels people do this with their own families every christmas don't they or thanks <laughs> when you've got to invite people around that you don't necessarily yeah, that's like that's true grin and bear it until the turkey dinner is finished and then you can say goodbye to them so I, I don't think this is any different but back to Trooping of the Colour quickly so obviously the way the Queen's got round perhaps some of the more difficult decisions she had to make is saying it's only going to be senior working royals so we're going to have the obviously Charles and Camilla we're going to have the Cambridges including the Cambridge children which is nice it's going to be the Wessexes and is going to be Princess Anne and her husband as well. Now, there are some, obviously, because the kids aren't technically working royals. So that's how no. I think some people... So you can't have, ban the kids. But you can't I ban mean. the kids. But <laughs> what I think the shame is about that, and I completely understand, because there were reports, weren't there, that um, one of our Mirror colleagues uh, wrote up at the weekend that this was because there were concerns that they'd be booing um, if Meghan and Harry, and particularly Andrew was I on mean, the balcony. I, I mean, what are we doing? Are we living in the medieval times? <laughs> I saw this poll on one of these websites saying, would you boo the, the royal family? I thought, I don't know. I think we've got a bit more decorum. People who are attending those sorts of events probably got a bit more decorum, haven't they? Yeah, anyone that's committed, anyone that's committed to get into central London for that day exactly. and the hours it's exactly. going to take. And God, it took me an over an hour to get into work today because the Jubilee wasn't working. Like anyone that's that committed to going in, I think to go in and boo yeah. would be a lot but yeah. what the shame yeah, for me is that making that decision means that we won't get to see a lot of the other young royals like we won't get to see the Tyndalls which yes. is a shame we won't get to see Beatrice we won't and get to see Eugenie we and it's it's it that for me is what feels a bit of a shame but we know that the Queen in particular is really close to you know the York sisters and to, you know, the Tyndalls are a Tyndall. Well, I bet they're gutted, to be honest. A hundred percent. They're kind of missing out because some of their family are causing trouble and they get Persona to miss out on a special off. moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're arguing about rich and privileged people not being able to go on a balcony I know, but down, still. Stare down at the peasants behind oh, come on. below That them, would be however. the best bit about being royal. That is one of the few <laughs> things that make me want to be royal would be standing on that balcony and watching the fly past from the best view. Well... Of course, of course, <laughs> I'm being facetious once again. However, um, I mean, that's, that's just the deal, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the problem, especially with Yorks, <clears throat> their father has been uh, banished in disgrace, so they've got to take it on the chin, I suppose. And um, and with the Sussexes, they've made their own bed, haven't they? So they're, 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 there will be plenty of other opportunities, as I keep saying, to enjoy the moment. So I'm sure that they just have to get on with it. And do you reckon we will see much of Archie and Lilibet? Well, yeah, one would hope. I mean, it's, diff it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you're trying to protect your kids' privacy and yet you're going to bring them to an event that's got a billion people around the world watching you. Yeah. I mean, it is a I'm sure it's a conundrum for them. So lots of people will be hopeful. Maybe there'll be some official photographs put out. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something like that. There'll, there's like a Platinum Jubilee image with yeah. the whole family. That would be but lovely. Then again, but then again... How do you involve Andrew in that? 
um, because that will be controversial if he's if he's in that. So I suppose I it could we're maybe going around in circles. yeah. We just we just need to wait and see. I, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air at the moment, and that's one of them. The Queen's attendance is another one. So watch this space, as I always say. Now, without doubt, my favourite photos of the week came from something completely different and not a sentence, again, I ever thought I'd say on this podcast, but Sophie Wessex dancing with Judge Rinder. Well, I know, <laughs> showing off the moves. We love Sophie. Love I know, Rinder. that's why I could, I would not miss because I know that you're your birthday twin. Um, well, indeed. <laughs> big fan, big fan. So, yeah, so she... What what was this? Why were they? The pictures were amazing. Also, because it looked fantastic, but she was wearing this fantastic dress. So Judge Rinder is a kind of a he's a UK TV judge and does one of these daytime TV programs where he tries to sort out everyone's problems. Um, which is, I'm just trying to think. He's what, like a Judge Judy. I was going to say he's like yeah, our version of Judge Judy, isn't he? Yes. yes. So yeah, they routing. They went to a tea dance in Guernsey, and yeah, hit the dance floor, and it was brilliant. Hit the dance floor, yes. We, I, I, yeah, it's, it is. Uh, it's always nice to see the royals letting their hair down, enjoying themselves. And Sophie is very, very apt at that. So yeah, if you haven't seen these images, put put them on put them on the pod save. It was definitely so. The event was to mark uh, Liberation Day, and apparently they did a jive. Actually, it's written here as an energetic jive. Well, there you go. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a jive has to be energetic, otherwise it's yeah. otherwise it's not a jive. If Strictly's taught me nothing. Now, today is a very exciting day. I say today, today being Wednesday, because we are recording. Oh, actually, I think this might be the earliest we've ever recorded. We're recording at 10 oh, o'clock nice. on a Wednesday. I don't quite know what's very happened. Early. We're both wearing shirts and we're recording early. Something's, something's gone very weird on this day. But garden party's about today. First one in how uh, long? Yes. Well, at least a couple of years. I mean, the fact is that they were canned because of the pandemic. Whereas Trooping was went to Windsor Castle because it's such a a, a a lot of people who go to them, they were um, they were discarded for a couple of years. So Charles and Camilla will be there welcoming the great and the good to the parties. I mean, what's the weather like in London? Because it is raining cats and dogs here in the northwest in Manchester. So I hope the weather is a little bit better for those who are gathering. Oh, just let me have a look out the window. Mm, it's not raining, but it's not well, sunny. If it's not raining, if it's not <laughs> raining, it'd be all right. And the, the people who will be gathered will be able to enjoy some of the sandwiches and the cakes and uh, and some of the drinks. No alcohol served, though. I suppose they think people get a bit raucous. Oh, is there not? Oh. I always thought there was champers. Yeah, around, I would want there's, to. There's oh. not. Glass of bubbles. Yeah, no, no, unfortunately not. And I guess you get probably searched as well. I couldn't couldn't even like smuggle in no, a little bottle, could you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Obviously, I've never done that before because I would never no, do such a no, terrible I thing. Now you've got an exciting week coming up, haven't you? I have off jet setting again. Week. Well, off jet setting, we are going to Canada next week because uh, the uh, Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall are doing an absolute whirlwind tour. I mean, it's over three days. We're away for four, but there's only like two nights in a hotel. It's just, it's, a, it's an astonishing, um, I mean, that's 73 and 74. I'm worried about the schedule myself and uh, they are absolutely relentless. So lots to look forward to. There's, um, we're going, starting in Newfoundland, then going down to Ottawa, then ending up in the Northwest Territories. There is an awful lot to look forward to so um so yeah watch this space because i suppose 
Oh yeah, I suppose you'll be you'll be speaking to me from Canada next week, hopefully. Oh yeah, very nice. Well, if if we can fit it in by the sounds of it, I'm not entirely sure well, you're gonna. <laughs> well, hope, let's let's hope you'll be in a taxi or in an airport of... somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but we will do our best to catch up. Definitely. Lovely. Is there anything else coming up this week that you can tell us about, or is it all is it all no. top secret for now? Oh no, Royal Windsor Royal Windsor Hall show is uh, quite interesting. That's oh be yes, good. Um, Royal Windsor Hall show is kicking off tomorrow, which is Thursday, and then it is going to be the big extravaganza finished on Sunday evening. Um, the Queen's great great no great grandchildren are going to be all uh, sort of performing in a carriage and uh, it looks yeah it looks it's it's lady louise is going to be right carriage riding lots to look forward to i'm sure it's going to be very very exciting indeed i can't wait i cannot wait to see that with all the kids in the carriage i think that is going to be fantastic now before we head off today one of the things we wanted to ask of our lovely listeners is we are looking ahead to our jubilee coverage because that is going to come around terrifyingly quickly i think gosh what how far off we now three weeks Three weeks. Three weeks. Ooh, three weeks to my birthday. That also, just as a little reminder to put that into you, Russell. What, is it over the Jubilee? It is. It's on the 4th of June. It's the Saturday. Oh, so just, just well, to give I, you time I, to, I you know, remember. prepare and order my presents remember. and gifts. Indeed. Indeed yes. <laughs> what we would love to do is have some of our readers get involved in the special episodes we are planning over that long weekend. And we'd love to hear your experiences of meeting the Queen, if you've had the privilege, or any of your favourite memories from her. So if you'd like to be involved and if you'd like to feature on the show, either send us a direct message on Twitter or on Instagram or email us at podsavethequeen at trinitymirror.co.uk. That's podsavethequeen at trinitymirror.co.uk. And yeah, we can't wait to hear them because we'd love to have you involved. Now, thank you to everyone for joining us this week and thank you for to Russell as ever. Hope it gets a bit sunnier for you and I hope you get back safely. But until next time, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Podsave. Podsave the Queen! <laughs> <laughs>